You are now live. Live and direct. With DJ Sus One. Yo, what up, baby? It's DJ Sus One, the feature presentation. I had the pleasure of meeting this young star um, a little while ago. I'm sure he doesn't remember, but um, he's become wow, such a really big... Young. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it was one time. It was, in a, it was an event. I probably just came off as some light-skinned dude that's trying to talk. <laughs> but, it, but you became such a big star. You were already a star at the moment, but you became even a bigger star. Thank um, you. Russ, what's good, boy? What's going on, man? I appreciate it. It's my first time talking to you, man. I learned so much about you researching. Like, first of all, I thought you were strictly from Atlanta. I know that's where you where you rep, but you spent time in North Carolina and Kentucky when you was a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, when did you move to go to Atlanta? Like, do you even consider, uh, do you even rep those two two places at all? Kentucky, I spent one year in Kentucky. Doesn't so, count. Yeah. North Carolina, I was there for mad long. I was there for like 12 years, but it was the first 12 years of my life. So it didn't really, I don't know, play as much of a factor as the next, you know, as the rest of my life. Like I moved to Atlanta when I was 12. You know, I, I, I lived in Brooklyn until I was like nine to 10. Like I can't rep it because I moved from there. So I just tell motherfuckers I'm from the suburbs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like I moved to Atlanta like going into eighth grade. You feel me? So like eighth grade and high school and shit, that's kind of when... I don't know. I feel like that's when you really figure yourself out. You, start Yo, to. you got so much music you've released since you started moving in this game. Like it's it's a, an incredible amount of music. Of course, Thank you got you. Shake the Snow Globe out. You got the new single Ugly out with Lil Baby. And now you're independent. Right. First of all, how do you feel being independent, being with such a structured business such as Columbia for so long? And do you like it better? Do you like having the machine better? Do you like being in charge of just everything and just spending your own money? Like, I think the machine it? is an illusion, to be honest. Really? I think the machine is an illusion. Well, because what the machine is, is people and money. Yeah. So like... What? Um, Other people's money. But it comes out of your money later. <laughs> it's your money. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. your money. They're just fronting it. But the machine is an illusion because like I said, it's really just people and money. So once you know the people that are pulling the levers and you have your own money, then you're a machine. You feel me? Like, I feel like I'm independent and I had the most added song at Urban Radio. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm in Rap Caviar. Like, all these big looks that you would think can only come from being with the machine, but it's not. It's things that come from knowing the right people and having the capital to invest. You feel me? So I think being independent is just way better because I can choose what I want to work you know what I'm saying? Like, you're always going to run into that with labels. Like, they might just want to only focus on one thing and that's it. And they don't want to shift gears. They don't want to go work this, that, or the other. But my time with Columbia was cool. It was a learning experience and it was just time to go to the next chapter. But yeah, independent is the wave for sure. I was about to, because I was just about to ask, is it safe to say that you would never be signed and be under the illusion again? The illusion of machine again? I just, I just don't see what, a label could offer me that I couldn't get myself because they can't guarantee radio playing. They can't guarantee playlisting. So those two things have to be taken off the table. And for any artist who's going to watch this, like any label who tries to guarantee you radio play and... They, they used to guarantee it, but yeah, no longer. No, they can't. You can't guarantee me something that's not in your control. You feel me? So That's true. I just don't see what they could offer. It's like could, money, I have my own. Radio, my radio team that I have now, to me, is stronger than the one I had, you know, when I was with a label. Playlisting, 
that is not a guarantee on any front. So mm-hmm. I got as good as a shot as y'all got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't know what, you know, what could they really offer? The, the PR side was always just, I mean, come on. <laughs> like that was never even, that never helped me. <laughs> I <laughs> so I don't know. I just don't, I don't see it really making sense. Yo, what made you? I, I, I'm sorry, I was late on you because I know it came out a few months ago. Bring the big Tigger whole, the basement, yeah. Rap City back. That first of all, that was a vibe, and you was spitting on a whole nother level. I was like, is this '99? It seemed like you right, was right, after right. the big pun in fucking <laughs> and cannabis at DMX. I'm like, this nigga is on some yeah. other shit right now. Wh- whose idea was that? So my director, who I worked with on every video, Edgar Estevez. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll always just be sending him songs and he'll send me back ideas and treatments. So I sent him that one and he instantly sent me back the whole Rap City idea. And I was like, okay, let me, at first I wasn't sold on it because I was like, I was thinking we needed to go more music video. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, you know what? Let me send it to Absol and see if he fucks with it. Because if he fucks with it, then I'll trust y'all's creative judgment so he was like this is crazy he was like but really what we need is to get big tigger because edgar's idea originally didn't have big tigger in it it was just like the setting of rap city the absolute was like yo if we get big tigger it's a rap so we got big tigger and then i feel like that shit was a little moment you know what i mean that was a moment that was dope for the culture it felt good because i'm a nostalgia guy i even yeah. collect nostalgia i got vhs's and cassette tapes and old boom boxes around my my house so i just thought that was dope because that that First of all, you were spitting like thank you, like crazy, and it yeah. just back to a time where you know TV was was big, the yeah. you know, BET was big, freestyling yeah. was um, bigger than I think it is today, and I and Hell bars. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And I still, man, I like I I will always love that style of rap where it's just like yo, put a beat on and rap for two three minutes. Like that's what that whole project Chomp was about. It was just like. I grew up on 07 Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? Like when yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. going crazy. Like I grew up on that. You feel me? When you would just watch everybody's Rap City in the basement and just like, it was dope. Even like the warm up by J. Cole when J. Cole would just be rapping for Mad Long. Like Drake's freestyles, like the the timestamp freestyles, 5 a.m.s here in the city. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like that's always been, aside from like the hits and just like the great music, that's always been my favorite shit. Because to me, it's almost like, how nice are you? I don't know how that's, nice you are. That's this. how hip hop's supposed to be. But, you know, yeah. I've been in the game for a couple of um, eras now, and that's just not as popular today. Of course, you're one of the guys that's bars, um, Drake, you know, Kendrick. Yeah. I think the baby's nice. I like the baby. Lil Baby's um, killing it. By the way, his single Uglies out featuring Lil Baby right now. Yes. But it's not the majority anymore. Well, be- because you know, you know what it is, and I'm not, I'm not super mad at this, but I think what it is is that the barometer has just come become more about your art and your world and who's in it and how many people are you attracting to your world. Like, it's just about you. Like, it's just about the baby being the baby and Roddy Rich being Roddy Rich and these people just being them and Russ being Russ and whoever and like, and whatever the fans, whoever you know, whoever is in this ecosystem with me cool we're rocking out but yeah i do miss that element of like yo how nice are you at this rapping thing though now i think it's just more about everything but that i think it's about the beat the song the catchiness the image the brand the tiktok to this it's about so many of these other things going on but i'm still always like 
always bar up and always have those songs in the cut. Like I'm always, cause I, cause I personally enjoy that. Like, and I, I would like to hear every rapper in the world do their version of chomp. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to, I want to hear y'all rap because I simply enjoy that. And I like seeing how I feel like I really get to see how your brain works and how you think about things. Like that was a cool shit to me about like Wayne and 07. And like I said, when you hear Drake do those, the 5 a.m.s and, and J. Cole just go off and shit. It's like, you got to really see how their brain worked for real, for real. Like, yeah. have they thought about things? Like, damn, you chose to rhyme that with this. And just like the intricacies, I don't know. It was just really dope. It was like the most impressive part of the shit to me. So, um, well, well, continue yeah. that. I was actually going to ask you who your goats were because of the way you you, you be spitting sometimes. Um, yeah. So you obviously said Wayne. You know, you, yeah, Wayne, the way, the way, Wayne is up there for sure. The way you spit, it seemed like it was like Wayne, Hove, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. I, who were your goats? Like, what? who inspired you? I originally got interested in rap and hip-hop via 50 and Eminem. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, true. Eminem's Bar City. But yeah. 50, Get Rich or Die Trying is probably top five hip-hop projects ever. Easily. I think so, for sure. <laughs> for that, sure. One, that one, Snoop Doggy style. I'm, I'm trying to think yeah. of what else I'll put up there. Maybe one of Dre's Chronic albums. I don't know. Yeah. Nah, 50 is crazy. 50M. And then then I got into... It was in high school because, you know, so I was a freshman in high school in 06. So when Wayne was, like, going crazy, like, I just remember being in high school and freestyles were dropping in the mixtapes and, like, Wayne was just running shit. You know what I mean? Like... I remember what it felt like in high school when a Millie dropped and all like, you know, so just that idea of just being able to just spaz on a beat, that was Wayne, uh, then Drake, J. Cole, Kanye. I didn't get into Jay-Z till like I was older, like 17, 18, because yeah. the subject matter. You know what I'm saying? But um, like I said, just that that whole just put a beat on and rap. That's why I love what Absol said on that on Who Wants What when he was like, shut up and rap. It's like that, like th that's what I'm trying to hear. I don't want to like. Sometimes I just want to see if you can rap for real. I and I know you. that like it's not even the barometer anymore. Like it's about the songs. Like I know you feel me, but like it's still nice to see like who can really rap. Nah, but the greats, the greats. It's about the song. Of yeah. course, it's about the hits, but it's also about who can rap. Yeah, you know, who so can who can who can hold your attention for four minutes, all bars. You know Facts. what I'm saying? And it's like. That's why, to me, Chomp was just so important because I was pretty aware that people didn't think that I could do that. So I'm mixed. I'm black and white. I know I look Dominican, but it, that's just not the case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're Italian. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you because, I, you know, I don't know if this is a whack question or generic, but I had people look at me different and not take me seriously because I was mixed and because of how I grew up or something. Did people, did you have a hard time, even though you were nice as shit, coming yeah. into the game and people looking at you different because you're Italian or of a race factor? I think it was easier to, being white in general is obviously easier <laughs> to do pretty much anything. You know what I mean? So I'm not about to sit here and act like it was some struggle. But I would say coming through the vessel of hip hop, I think there naturally and rightfully so was a bit of an eyebrow raising of like, yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you actually rap? And then, you know, and I get it. So that's why I was just like, all right, cool. I'm going to use Chomp as an example. Because I knew that just like doing a freestyle here and a Funk Flex freestyle there and a song here wasn't going to be enough. I needed to do it on a whole like little project. And I needed to do it alongside people who I know y'all think are the ones. 
You feel yeah. me? So it's like that to me. I'm I'm just proud of myself for doing that, man. Because like I don't know too many rappers who would even have the balls to rap aside, uh, rap alongside Black Thought. You feel me? Yeah. And let him just go for two and a half minutes. And I sent my verse out first. I didn't like everyone got to hear my verse. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't get to hear anyone's shit. So nah, man. It's just like I'm just I'm super proud of that project and that it came together and that it did what it did. Because I think from a perception standpoint, you just simply can't say Russ can't rap anymore. You can't. Now there's a whole project of evidence. Like you can't. And that's all I really wanted to prove was like. Aside from the fact that I just love that style of rap, I also wanted to prove like Russ can rap. Those three words, that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's it. That's you it. have proven that, but you know, being an MC, you want to be number one. Now, where do you where do you feel like you put yourself on the list as far as today's generation of hip hop? As far as just rapping abilities, like who can spit? Yeah, who can spit? There's different tiers of it, right? You're definitely a hit maker. You've already proven that. You definitely yeah. can spit. You've proven that. So I don't know if you want to take it there. But yeah, as a spitter, a hundred percent. The great pure like rapping ability. Because you know now I'm we're up. talking about the we, we're talking about the Kendricks of the world. We're talking about the Coles. We're talking about yeah. I, I, I'm I'm up there. I'm not like th this is the thing people don't understand. This shit is a sport. So for me to, I don't care if you're the sixth man off the bench or whatever. You feel like you can hang with the best. You have yeah. to. So I always think it's funny when people in rap are like, "I'm the best," and "I'm the best," and "I'm the." And then like fans and people on the internet like, are you, how do you think that, like you're bothered? You fucked up. What's wrong with you? Why? It's like, how am I supposed to think? You feel me? I don't think anyone can fuck with me. That's how I'm supposed to think. You feel me? That's how you, that is how you're supposed to think. I don't think anyone can fuck with me when it comes to being in a studio because I know what I'm capable of doing in here by myself. You feel me? So I don't think anyone can fuck with me on that regard. But like, as but far you, as... You, you also want the lists and people to say that. Like when they... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's why Chomp was important because it's like another couple of those, you can't really keep me out of the conversation as far as who can rap. You feel me? Because after enough examples, it's kind of like, all right, even if we don't want to give it to him, that motherfucker's rapping his ass off. You feel me? So, yeah, man, I'm up there. I, I, I feel like I can hang with the best. So wherever people want to place me is cool, but you got to at least put me in the conversation after that Chomp tape for sure. Nice. Because now yeah, I've shown you like, Here's best on earth. Here's losing control. Here's five times platinum R&B songs. And oh, by the way, here's me spazzing for fucking 20 minutes over Ninth Wonder, DJ Premier, and Alchemist Beats with Black Thought and Benny and Buster and yeah, Absol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? Like in Crooked Eye. You feel me? So like, how do you want it? Which hand? You feel me? Right? Left hand? Like layup, <laughs> jump shot? How do you want it? <laughs> Besides being the spitter, did the su success of like Best on Earth and some of these records surprise you? Because it's like one of the biggest records on Earth. Literally. Yeah, Best on Earth. <laughs> like, one on of the best records on Earth when it came out. So did, Yeah. Did best on Earth definitely surprised me. How are you not surprised that Rihanna posts your shit? <laughs> it's like... Yo, I got... Yo, Google... When you get off this interview, Google DJ <laughs> Sus1 Rihanna. <laughs> And I had a moment with Rihanna maybe back in 2009. So I wow. understand how it is to feel, have a moment with Rihanna. <laughs> so like, right. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it's crazy. Had that I was feel. I was surprised. I was as surprised as everyone else. It is like, I found out with everyone else too. I'm like, wait, she just posted this shit? Like, it was crazy. But um, all the other records that have done well for me, I kind of, I expected them to because I'm making them from a what I consider like a high taste level. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not in here trying to fucking... 
I'm not in here bullshitting. <laughs> like I'm trying to make my best shit. So when it does super well, whatever that means, and it goes crazy, it's like I think every song of mine should go crazy. So, no, no, but there's there's levels. Like you expect yeah. you're, you're trying to make a hit record. You you want it to be successful. You expect it to be successful, but then there's shit that's just all the way out of the stratosphere. Yeah, that's why like Best on Earth was just shocking. I was like, I fuck with the song. That's why I made it. But it's like I didn't think it was gonna be on that level. Nah, that shit went nuts. Crazy. You could have left me alone. Um, mm. That record. Who are you talking about? Who broke? <laughs> is that an ex girlfriend? Not because I. I always tell people I have the worst experiences with women. I, I listen to that record. I'm like, this nigga went through some shit. I'm gonna ask him <laughs> who the fuck did this shit. No, nah, it's just like people just like overplaying their role sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like who's people? <laughs> is it an ex? <laughs> nah, it's not even. It's not even an ex. Sometimes it's just it's just women who create scenarios in their head that aren't reality and like bring all this fucking drama and nonsense to you and it's like you could have just left me alone if you were just gonna go be a nut like (laughs) you know relationships is tough man are you a i don't please don't be mad at me i don't know if you're in a relationship or not but are you able no i'm not do you want to be in a relationship at this level of success at this age i mean you've you've gotten a lot of paper out here in these streets you yeah, name I think you- it's a, I, you know what I think? I think it's a cool thing at this point because it's a focusing thing. I think being in a relationship focuses you for sure because running around and dealing with women and just dealing with women on a large scale and kind of living that life, it's distracting. There's no other way to put it. It's distracting because you're dealing with so many different people and whatever. And, you know, being in a relationship, I could see it being very focusing and very like, all right, I got that part of my life taken care of. You feel me? Now I'm really about to just lock in. But look at the level you're on now. On my little radio TV level, I don't know how to trust people. I don't know how to say, oh, she's right. really into me or she's into what's going on. You got to date on your level then. Meaning if you date on your level, you wouldn't have that trust issue because you know that she's got just as much as you got going on. You feel me? That's why people end up dating on their level, you know, when you see fans like, would you ever date a regular girl? Would you? Have? It's like it's not even anything against regular girls or whatever the fuck that means. It's more so like there's a reason why actors date actresses and why musicians date each other and so on and so forth. It's because we know that that person doesn't need us for shit. It's even playing field. You know what I'm saying? It's when you start to kind of like mess around with people who aren't on the same level you start to question the intention. Like, why are you fucking with me? Because you're not bringing to the table what I'm bringing to the table. So now this is confusing. And now I'm questioning what you're even really doing here. Let me just yeah. clean myself up from this question real quick because she's going to see the interview. So my sure. girl, you're on, a, you're, on the, you're on the level with me. I, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm not letting Russ get me in trouble. <laughs> you got yourself in trouble. You should have kept that one in the holster. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so look, you helped raise over $500,000 for black causes. That's yes. that's dope. That's fire. Obviously, you know, things have been crazy over the pandemic. It woke a lot of people up with the George Floyd situation, a bunch yeah. of other situations that's been going on for decades and decades and decades and centuries. Was that the thought process or you just what made you feel like donating that type of money to these causes? I just I just feel like if you're white making money off of black culture which is hip-hop yes then you're responsible for putting money back in to black culture and helping with 
black related issues. It can't just be gimme, gimme, gimme. You know what I'm saying? Like here I am inside of black culture making money off of it. Give me my money, give me my money, give me my money. And then when there's some real shit going on in the black community, it's like, yeah, good luck. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like you can't do that. And if you do, you look, it's really obvious what side you're on. And it's really obvious, like, that you were simply using black culture to propel yourself to where you wanted to get to, but you actually had no intention of being down at all. And you were not trying to help. So I don't know. I just feel like I was doing my part and I'm not as educated on the issues and the, and the finer things and how to handle certain things, all that. So that's why, like, I was like, you know what I can do though is mobilize my fan base and we can raise some money and I can talk to some people who know way more about this stuff to me, like Tamika Mallory's and my sons and Karen Civil connected me with them and I, you know, helped out with other just black owned businesses shout, around the country. Shout out to Karen Civil. She's a good friend. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So like she connected me with, you know, Tamika and I had known my son and just they, their foundation and just connected me with people that I could help out. And it's because they know more about it than me and they're going to be able to do more with the money than I am because they know what to do with it. So I just feel like I was doing my part. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's really all it is. It's like at the end of the day, you're, you'd be ignorant to continue to ignore the mistreatment, just insane things going on. No, nah, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And I hope other people wake up from that. Did you experience yeah. police brutality, you know, growing up at all? No, not at no. all. No, no. And that means a lot that, you know, that speaks a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cause it's like me not experiencing it, black people experiencing it by the damn near everyone, right? And me making money off of black culture and not helping out when there's some shit going on for real is yeah. crazy to me. Like I was looking around on the low, kind of like, yo, there's a lot of white artists out here that definitely take advantage and, and monetize off of whether it's hairstyles, vocabulary, whatever it is, off of black culture. And I don't see y'all putting up any money. I just see black squares and I see like, keep fighting. It's like, what? Keep your fucking words. Put some fucking money up. You know what I'm saying? Like, put some money up. Otherwise, this shit looks fucking half-assed. It looks like a PR move. Like, you having the ability to raise millions of dollars and you choosing to just be like, hey man, prayers. Really? Nah, yeah, people, people are crazy. And honestly, some people just don't understand. Like I've talked you to some people. Yeah, but you know what? You don't have to understand shit. All you need to understand is this, that you don't understand in that there's clearly some fucked up shit going on and you have the ability to play a role in the solution of funding a solution, etc. So you choosing not to and just choosing to be like, oh, but I empathize with y'all is crazy to me. I think that's wild. I think it's so wild. It is wild. It's fucked up. And just in your opinion, and this has been going on, I don't know if there is an answer for this, but do you think there is any solution to creating peace and unity? I mean, look, when the George Floyd thing happened, it was fucking horrible, right? But the riots um, was fucking horrible. Those those are people who were taking advantage. But the protests were incredible. And the protest was not just black people. I saw a lot of white people. I saw a lot of Asian people. Of course, we saw our people, black yeah. people. Yeah. So that showed a lot of unity, which I don't think would have happened in the 60s or the 50s. So do you yeah. think there's a solution to creating unity? Do you think some of the older generations just have to die out? Like, what do you what do you think it is? Low key, yeah. Low key. Low key, yeah. But the problem is the older generations, a lot of them pass their way of thinking onto their kids, the kids. and their kids' yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah. So 
I think it's not overnight. And I just think it's, it's, it's more, it's more people in positions of power who are progressive and are fucking aware of what's going on. I think it's got to be fixed from the inside out. I think the more people who get on the inside who have a fucking heart <laughs> are, um, you know, and conscious and conscious. Yeah. 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 So look, Russ, what do you got coming up? What plans do you have, man? You, you're making a lot of moves in this game right now. Yeah. And you're one of the top spitters out. What, what is the next Thank one year goals, bro? Cause I, um, I know, I know there's always the next tier and the next tier. I want to do everything I've already done just independently. I want that first. Cause I already have like songs that are completely independent that have gone platinum for sure. But now that I'm like, off a label and just fully in this new chapter, new decade. Like I want a whole new batch of songs that haven't even come out yet that end up going platinum in a year. I want, you know, the number ones at radio independently, but I'm just trying to, I'm really just focused on myself right now and mentally getting in a great place and just having fun with it and making great music and letting the chips fall where they may. Cause I feel like a lot of times we get so far ahead of ourselves and just trying to plan out the future and, adjust this so that this happens that you end up losing sight of how beautiful the present day is and five years goes by and you're like wow it went so fast it's like yeah it went so fast because you weren't even there for it because you were always further ahead so i'm just trying to stay right here right now you know what i'm saying yeah what happens to the records that you came out with with columbia now like do they always just own that are you able to nah 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 nah. that's not that's not (laughs) that's not a forever thing no all right, because you know, you know, Hove, not not to bring his name up again, but I remember he bought all his masters from Def Jam when he, you know, tried to even got out that situation. I don't know if that's a plan for you. To yeah, own. well, I mean, I'm in a profit split situation, so like, whatever money they make off the shit, I make off the shit, and I'm not even mad at them for making money off of it because they helped promote it and do what they did, and so mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm never gonna deny people for making money off of something that they help with. You know what I'm saying? Like. Y'all help push the album and you help do that. Cool. So we're, you know, <laughs> profit split. Send me my checks. <laughs> we're cool. I heard but, you, man. I'm looking yeah, forward they, to more but Yeah, music. they don't have them forever. That's not a thing. I'm looking forward to more music, um, especially independently, Thank man. You. Because you want, look, there's a lot of talent out here, bro. And I love a lot of talent for different reasons. But as far as like actual bars and hit records, you're one of the top tier artists right now. One Thank of the you. I appreciate top. you recognizing that, man. That's what I'm trying to do. For real. Like, I just want to be known for the dude who can rap super well and give y'all hits. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, from a music standpoint, at least. Facts. And speaking of hits, Ugly is out right now featuring Lil Baby. Yes, sir. It's another one. Yeah, another one. Another one. You know what I'm saying? Russ, thank you for the interview, bro. I hope we do more in the future. My guy. Uh, and I hope we can do one in person. I hope this fucking pandemic. Same, man. Same. For you, you guys aren't in the pandemic in Atlanta. You can go no. outside right now. <laughs> 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 you know, this shit is crazy out there. Yeah. Bro. Hopefully we can do one in person and I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Subscribe to my channel and turn your notifications on so you can be first in line to know when I post. I appreciate all the love and support and I'll see you guys here next time for another episode of Live with DJ Sus One.